Welcome to Bro, Where's the Logic? A podcast where four friends speak their minds on everything you want to, I don't know, maybe, probably, no, 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 most definitely want to hear. We'd like to welcome you all to our world where everything that makes sense doesn't really make any sense at all. Featuring Jude, John, CS, and Miko. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Welcome into the show. This is your host with the most beard, of course, John. So I just got finished watching WandaVision. And if you haven't seen it yet, then it's definitely one of the, the must-watch shows of 2021 so far. And without spoiling much, I'll just say that that show had a very hem- heavy emphasis on relationships. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Each of us have our own kind of experiences with dating and relationships in general. So, as always, we have our three amigos, CS, Jude, and Miko. And we also have a very special guest on the show, Wesley Vu. How are y'all doing? Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm doing good, John. Very nice intro. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was trying to keep myself composed this whole time. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) So, you know, we're we're all friends. We kind of know, like, tidbits of each other's relationships but we're gonna we're gonna take a a deeper dive into it and just kind of talk about like our experiences and i know wesley you kind of you're kind of in this honeymoon stage right now right yes what are you talking Um, about yeah 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 so i mean how's it going so far uh it's it's going pretty good um i'm put on some happy weight typical for honeymoon phase oh nice Uh, yeah, yeah, I must have been the honeymoon phase for the freaking five years, dude. <laughs> oh, <Man>. my God. <laughs> hey, but that's dude, good. Dude. I'm going to need to know the secret to that, man. Secret of what? How to make a honeymoon phase five years long. Just keep eating. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that's, that, that's, uh, that's a lot of money, Jude. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean uh, – are you approaching this differently compared to other relationships? Like right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, am I approaching it differently? I think for the most part, honeymoon phases are very much the same. You don't really think too much. You kind of just are very happy to be with the person. You kind of always want to be with this person, do things together, experience a lot of things um, while minimizing fights, right? So I think right now mm. what I'm doing differently with the honeymoon phases, it's really still figuring out what she likes, how she reacts to things. Cause I think we're at this point in the phase of dating, we're both kind of open to do whatever, right? Damn. Like go see art shows, go see, get out of here. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jude, that's why you got five years of honeymoon phase, dude. Oh my gosh. But no, it's really trying to figure out what she likes too. It's like we can broaden, go do a bunch of things, but you yeah, have you guys to also, are learning from each other. Yeah, and watch how she reacts to certain things because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, you want to learn about her, not just like just go eat and that's about it. No, you want to see what she likes, what she doesn't like. Like if you take her to say shooting guns, I love shooting guns, but she's like, oh yeah, I'm just she's trying to be polite doesn't really care about it. You got to make note of that. It's like, okay, cool. Like that's something to learn about in the future. So that's what I'm doing differently this time around. Mm, okay. 
so how how long has it been so far? It's been five months. Oh, okay. It was a little tricky with uh, who I'm dating right now, though, just because there's a whole backstory. But it, uh, it it's kind of grayed out, but it it's been about five months. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Sounds like you're happy. Pretty happy. My belly my belly says I'm happy too. I've been eating out a lot, then I guess. Dude, a lot. Every every week, you gotta have one Taco Tuesday because that's what she likes. Uh, and then after that, it's just picking places to go. So, John, with your um, relationship, is that the same thing in your sense too with the honeymoon stage compared mm. to your uh, I mean, I know you've been with the one you're with for a while now, but in relation <laughs> to say past college or high school relationships. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, like Wesley was saying, I think all honeymoon stages are essentially similar because, you know, you, there's a great deal of like infatuation there. Um, there's a, like a strong, I guess, I'm not saying there's no spark anymore, but there's a strong, like, I, I don't know what the word is. Maybe is a strong scent. Well, I'm sorry. Like. Miko or me? Who are you saying? I, Sorry, I don't know. But both of you guys. So you guys both said something. Miko said physical attraction. Yeah. yeah. I so I mean, yeah, like there's a there's a strong physical attraction. So everything's like it's new. Like it's like yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to compare it to a car, but like if you get a new car, it's like oh, you know, everything's exciting. That's what the honeymoon phase is. Yeah. And like, it doesn't really matter. Like this. My honeymoon phase with like Ashley wasn't any any different than the other my exes, but what what matters is that the honeymoon phase carried on to something stronger, and that's what that's what's made the, my, my relationship this long. Fair enough. Fair enough. If that makes, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense. It does. It does. It's a good I foundation. Mean, yeah, because yeah. I mean, even with even with dating in general, you know, like you said, there's that physical attraction. Mm-hmm. There's the going out to eat, always wanting to be around each other, mm-hmm. um, willing to potentially sacrifice things that you want to do just because you want to spend time with her, right? So um, I'm not going to be sitting here at my computer, you know, playing games for four hours if, say, someone I'm dating is is potentially not wanting to just be by herself. You know, I want to spend time with her. So there's always that as well. And then I think as you grow through that honeymoon stage, it becomes, okay, it, I mean, like it becomes a give and take type thing. Yeah, it, it matures. Like, I think I'm sure Jude can even chime in here, but like after the honeymoon stage, of course, everyone's going to get out of the honeymoon stage. It's it's at that point where you, if you, if you're really into that person, then, you really have to mature and evolve the relationship together to make it work or else it's just going to be two people Boring. who yeah they're just going to be sitting there watching TV on their phones and they don't want to be it's not the excitement is gone so you have to keep working at it they're not to, they're together but not with each other yeah we like got two together. safety cones in the living room is what yeah. you're telling me <laughs> oh my yeah. god <laughs> And then still eating on the couch. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think, Jude? Am I wrong? Right? 
No, I agree with you. Well, mine's kind of a little different from everyone because Cassie, I met her through work and I, you know, you don't want to, people say don't mix business with pleasure. You don't shit where you eat or whatever. I agree (laughs) with that 100%. Oh my gosh. That's what I thought too. But I mean, I was young. I was like bachelor life and bored. I still lived at home and, and I saw her. I thought she was really cute. And then I I guess she liked me too. Started like (laughs) talking and then I didn't, and then I learned she had kids. And then like from there, there's like a little flag in my mind. I was like, Oh, I don't know about this. But then, yeah. like, I got to know her, and then she didn't fit that kind of, you know, that stereotype Mexican woman with children kind of deal. Sorry. And I, I remember um, initially, I guess, when Jude either started dating or was interested in her, he approached me about it because uh, I dated two girls with that had kids previously. And initially, before any of that happening, I know that we like to tell ourselves, like, Uh, I really wouldn't date or see myself in a relationship with someone that already has kids because ideally we would want our own. Right. Yeah. You're selfish. You're, you know, people are naturally selfish. Right. And in the back of our minds, we have that. Why am I initially going in? I'm sorry. Is Mm -hmm. why am I raising other kids that aren't my own? Mm -hmm. But once you start going into, you know, I haven't taken it to the level as Jude, but once you start going into um, deeper feelings with that person and you start spending time with the actual kid, you begin to, you know, infatuate yourself in that situation of, you know what, I can see myself, you know, being a, a father figure at that point. Um, but I know that's, that's something that's not for everyone. Um, CCS is going to be a great dad. That's what Cassie always says. (laughs) She always says that. (laughs) I got got a question for you though, Jude. Yeah. Hey, what was your opening line? Ask me line? anything. I'm there's no limit, you know. What was your what was, <laughs> hey, what was your opening line for Cassie, dude? Did you were you suave or were you direct? How'd you go about it? I don't know. We were just at work and I guess we just just started talking. I was there any really like know. setup? Did you have a like, I just like I got her number. Like, okay. hey, can I can I have your cause I was the new guy there. It's like, hey, can I get your number just to like work shit? I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Well, I'm a nurse. She's a surgical tech. So we work together like. Yeah. So did you text her? Were you like, hey, you need 50 cc of me right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are Wesley's moves, dude. Hey, <laughs> this is required taking twice daily. Hey, if I answer this, you have to answer your girl too, okay? So let me start. Okay. So. I texted her and then like, you know, like, you know, like, Sometimes you try to play it cool, like, oh, I'm not going to text too quick. I'm going to wait a little bit. Yeah. But she would text me back instantly. I was like, oh, shit. Ooh, <laughs> she likes me. And then one time she started calling me and I was like, oh, God, here it goes. <laughs> I know it's going to happen soon. And like just the fact, like what I wanted to do was to make to get to know her without the kids first, just to see if we were compatible, just us two. Because the kids are always going to be there. Like I can't. It's not like I'm going to be like, hey, get rid of them, you know? Right, right. And we were very compatible. And then I talked to all my friends about it and like the people who I really cared about and they were not against it at all. I could care what other people think, but like the people that are close to me, then that's the main thing. And like now all the Mercados are like really good friends with the kids and CS is 
plays with Eddie. Eddie's just like one of the guys now. He's a bro. Yeah. So it's all good. So mm-hmm. I, I know one thing, um, all of us being Asian and all, I know from a traditional Filipino standpoint, um, Jude, how did your parents take it? If you don't mind me asking. Oh yeah. At first my, my dad was like, whatever, you can do what you want. Like he was just, he was probably just happy that I got a girl. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. Let's go Jude. <laughs> and my mom, she, my mom at first, she was like, Oh hell no. I don't want to see the kids. I don't want to meet them. Hell, what are you thinking? And then, <laughs> right. And I was still living at home and I was telling her, hey, I'm going to move out too. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> With my sister. Yeah. And then, well, I, well, Cassie really met my sister first. And I guess that played a big role in it because my sister liked her a lot. And then she told my mom, talked to my mom, like saying like, yeah, she's not like that. She's really nice. And then my mom got to meet her. And then my mom, next thing you know, my mom's buying Disney World tickets for everyone. And we're going <laughs> next year. Oh, shit. So yeah. how, long did, how long did it take for your mom to like kind of... Come around? Yeah. Honestly, we started talking in November. And then that next year, I think, or a year after that, we went to Disney World. But she wow. met the kids before that. So maybe okay. like a few months. I guess she was just excited also because it's just me and my sister and we weren't, we're not really the popular people with the counterparts. So, so like, let me ask you if, um, so I, I know everything's working out right now, but what if your mom never came around? Would that change anything? I mean, that's a good question. I just kind of had a feeling that she would always come around because but I don't know. If she never came around, I don't know what would happen. Hey, this dude Jude saying sucks to suck, mom. Sorry. <laughs> well, what what oh, about any my. of you guys? Like Miko, Wes, John. Was what if it's a female that your mom or dad didn't approve yeah, of? Yeah, didn't like. Not just because she had kids, or right. not because she's not just just overall. She just, just in general. Yeah. yeah, I feel like my mom or it's my parents that would be kind of similar to Jude's actually. My dad, he wouldn't. I don't think he would care. And then yeah. <laughs> I think earlier when I was younger, I know my mom was very big on, oh, yeah, you need to marry a, a Filipina. And then, <laughs> you know, make sure she's a nurse. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yep. And then, you know, it's it's good. It's good for everybody. And then <laughs> make sure she's a Catholic, you know, so we can get married in the church. Yeah, that's one thing, too. Cassie isn't Catholic. So, but... I honestly like the older I got, I feel like my mom's just gotten more. What's the word I'm looking for? Understanding. Understanding, maybe more like she's she's realizing that it's a different time. Exactly. Yeah, more progressive thinking. Yeah. So she's like, well, as long as you're happy, then I'm happy. You know. How about your parents? Yes, did they say anything about when you were dating a girl with kids? Um, did they even so- know? Yeah, they knew. They knew because I randomly, uh, one of the girls I dated, she had a two-year-old daughter. Um, we were having like a family party, and I was like, "Yeah, just come." And uh, I'm sure it was pretty uncomfortable for her because when she came, and then she came with a little baby, like everyone just like turned like straight out of you know a movie. <laughs> like music stops, everyone turns, everyone's silent. Yeah. Um, but overall, my my dad's always been like a kind of a modern day thinker he says like hey you know that's that's life sometimes it doesn't work out with 
uh, people they're initially with. So you're not necessarily the fallback, but you could essentially be the person, you know, that that is uh, required for not only the girl, but for the child too. Um, my mom is more traditional, more so of uh, before it's like, oh my God, you know, she already has a kid. There's probably baggage involved. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? Why didn't it work out with the, with the dad originally? Yeah. yeah so it, maybe there's something wrong with her. But um, over time, uh, I think she began to understand that, look, if you're, if you're into someone, you got feelings for someone, then you just let it be. Doesn't matter race, kids, anything, ethnicity. It's just the time. Like, we live in a different time right now. And yeah, they just have to understand that it's just, they can't live or they can't keep thinking the way they do. What about uh, you, Miko? I feel like your parents are the most traditional of Filipinos. I don't think they would. Uh, well, I hope they don't. I don't think they would do that. <laughs> you but, hope, but what would they think? I think it's not that, like, you know, they want you to marry a Filipino Catholic. I think right. it's just that, like, because they're, I guess their experiences with Filipino Catholics are like, oh, okay, my goals uh-huh. are, their goals are like, you know, Filipino Catholics' goals, so. Or they experienced the most Filipino Catholic, so there's like, more of a similarity. Yeah. yeah like, oh, okay. They're probably like me. But then like when they meet other races and it's like Oh, they're just the same. Or something, you know? Yeah, no, that makes <laughs> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> same as my mom too. Or like any or Asian I'm, parent. I'm gonna make a broad yeah, I'm gonna say Asian parent. They're gonna be like, oh, hey, date within this, date within this because one it's a lot easier. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. are on common ground with this and that. You don't have to fight about if the kids are going to be Catholic, if the kids aren't going to be Catholic. You mm-hmm. can – of course, our parents are, what, uh, first generation here. So – or at least mine were. I don't know about y'all's. But they are like, oh, yeah, we can talk to them too. It's a lot easier. They can understand it so they would enjoy that more. So things like that my mom considered. Uh, but it changed over time too. Yeah, I think uh... – my sister uh, dating a Caucasian male <laughs> made. I think it made them open up a lot. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to put anyone's business out there, but I think them uh, meeting uh, my sister's ex made them realize that different races aren't that big a deal. That makes sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it seems like just with the Asian community, essentially, we're just surrounded by Asians in general. Um, so it's it's tough for especially a first generation person to to grasp like another mm-hmm. race or ethnicity's type of uh, way of living too until they actually get to meet them. What do you think your parents would do if you told them you were gay? Do you mm. think they would get more mad at that versus you dating outside? Bro, I think that. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, th- I think. Oh, well, no, my mom, she's very, like, religious. I feel like she would be upset at first. But then at the same time, she. It'll take, it'll take her some time, but she'll come around and she can't be, like, mad forever and she'll have to accept the way I am. 
Yeah, I think like how dads are like chill about a lot of stuff. I think mm-hmm. if you tell them that, they'll be like completely opposite. I think I don't know. Yeah, like the, if we're all guys, like like if we had kids of our own, we'd be like, well, that you know, as long as you're making the right decisions and you're happy, mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Don't be a damn fool. <laughs> Make the right decisions. I mean, you know, that's that's a good life philosophy. Also, dude, there you oh. go. True. If that ever happens, I'm just gonna tell my kid it's about damn time, man. What, what were you waiting for? Hurry up! Just tell me early on. Yeah, I feel like people like I don't want to discredit like the coming out of gay people, but I feel like most people that they're close to already understand that that's the way they're feeling. Being able to say it, it's like because society is so is so against like. Well, it used to be so against that stuff, especially with the AIDS epidemic, adding that like stigma. Yeah. I think now people understand that like, you know, it's not too bad. If you like, if you like watch a lot of new shows and commercials, you see a lot of interracial couples and you see a lot of, um, true same sex. -sex. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're trying to make it mainstream, I guess. But because back then it would be kind of like, what the hell? Right, right. Yeah, we've, we've, we've evolved as a yeah. society. But I think, speaking of evolution, though, it goes back to the old school thinking of how some people think, you know, maybe from our parents' generation that, nah, it's not supposed to be that way. Especially if you're Catholic. Um, I'm not very religious, but I know there's something about, like, you can't have same-sex relationship, like it's a sin or something like that. But, um, I mean, nowadays, it's it's good. It's good that we've actually improved as human beings to accept any, you know, interracial mm-hmm. or same-sex relationships. So, respect. I think respect. I read somewhere that, like, same-sex marriages or same-sex couples uh-huh. came from evolution. Like, uh, whenever an orphan child in nature mm-hmm. would uh, be alone, it was up to the same-sex species to like take over as their kind of foster parents so it's oh like, really yeah like a lot oh. of like, penguins and stuff do that wait what i'm confused oh so, i didn't know that so, so like a, an orphan male penguin baby so like if there's a baby that <laughs> lost their parents <laughs> like if a baby lost their parents in the wild uh-huh. a lot of times the same sex uh, species would adopt those orphans it's the same with humans too i think okay i see what you're saying he's saying that two of the same sex in a relationship would adopt an orphan that was alone yeah in the wild oh wait so there's gay animals wait i'm john john it's kind of hard to because you brought penguins so so now in my head i'm just seeing this baby penguin and then there's two male penguins that adopt him (laughs) yeah basically uh like for instance an egg is lost or something a lot of the times the same-sex couples that weren't able to conceive would take over caring for that child oh okay so i guess my head couldn't wrap around like they're actually same-sex cup or like like animals out there that are together okay so aren't penguins the animals like they meet the penguin and they know forever that they're like future partners yeah, they're like, yeah. 
Yeah, penguins are monogamous. Dang, that's crazy. I feel like, you know, Cassie's my penguin. We just got oh, here. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Cassie. How about John? Only. John, did you you think Ashley's the penguin? Like yeah. right when you met her? Oh, right when I met her? Or did it have to like build up kind of thing? <laughs> it's a loaded loaded it's, oh, Hey, watch. I know it it definitely like it had to build up, but uh like I said, like it was the honeymoon phase. You can't just I mean some people know right away, like right off the bat. But I'm more of those like I kind of have to see where this is going and how it's building before mm-hmm. I can make an assumption. Nice. And I, so I waited for like the honeymoon phase to kind of wear off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she's she's probably the one." Well, for me, it was like the honeymoon phase. I saw her at work every day, so it's like never stop. Yeah, and Ooh. then like whenever we'd have to go on dates, she would have to get babysitters and stuff. Then eventually. I don't know. I don't want to say it plateaued, but it just kind of felt normal, I guess. Normalized. I think. Yeah. I think it's more of a just a sense of just comfort, being comfortable yeah. enough. So, dang, this guy's number one dad out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, CS got three kids. I don't know about yet. This man found him a COVID cutie, and now he got three cuties, dude. Oh, speaking about COVID, how are the single guys able to get chicks on COVID? Stuff's about to open up on Wednesday. We hitting up the Bronx Bar. <laughs> yeah, Bronx Bar. We Bronx. reopening that joint. Oh, uh, Bronx Bar is closed. <laughs> hey, it's been that long for Jude, y'all. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's been out the game. What the hell? Um, man, to be honest, I haven't really been dating that much during covid um you, i mean you got the apps going on you have your you know matches here and there um the main thing though is at the time it's tough to like say like hey you want to meet up in person because essentially you can't really connect with someone because you know you're always going to have the mask on or it's going to be in public with social distancing so yeah, there's always a sense of hesitancy with but in today's time, right, COVID. right. So there's yeah, always that general bad when we're going out. Like, oh shoot, I should not be doing this. <laughs> always, always, uh, yeah, tiptoeing around. Dang, yeah, that's hard. Well, y'all are better men than me, cause <laughs> me too. I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> On my first day, I was like, all right, screw it, we're gonna meet up. Can't, oh yeah, meet. you were the worst. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's always the. I guess the bachelor life in general, it's it's always that initial, you know, like texting, talking to each other on the phone. But, uh, you know, for me, it can get repetitive sometimes because especially if it's just getting to know each other and then it says it fizzles off on either my end or the girl's end. It's mm-hmm. once that fizzles off and you're like, OK, well, that's done. On to the next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you put in, you put in time, you put in effort, you know, for both parties, and then it just fizzles out. Say you find someone else of interest again, same thing. Maybe, maybe it gets a little bit higher and higher, but then it just fizzles out again. So, um, say you know, out. we're not like we're not we're not talking about like fizzle out of the honeymoon phase. More like fizzle, like oh, I'm not interested anymore. Right, right. Yeah, we had, like there isn't a honeymoon phase yet. It's just a getting just to know each intro. other. Yeah. Yeah, like initial, very beginning of dating phase. So 
I mean, the, the expectation of being a bachelor is like, yeah, you get to date a lot of people, you get to hook up, things like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it can it can get very tiresome too. And that's in, that's in my opinion. So that's pretty hard. Yeah, yeah it yeah. sounds like it's hard. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to restart that whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's because you you spend so much time and effort, especially when you're into someone and say you go into a relationship. And I think that's why breakups within a relationship can be a lot more taxing. It's because you spend so much time and effort with a significant other, learning about them, their life, and then it just all goes away. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And it's like you're just starting back to square one, you know? But let me ask you this, though, because maybe I had a different tactic or, like, a different way to go on dates, right? Like, I don't think I've ever met a girl like, hey, go on a date with me. For the most part, I've dated people in the past where I've done certain activities with them or, like, uh, flight football or rock climbing or something where I run into them, like, almost every week and we have conversation. But then if I actually kind of like her, then I go, hey, let's go on a date. And at this point, we've already understand each other but now it's like that next level so that's what i was wondering is that harder to go on a cold date i think so well i'm talking about in sense of like a like a dating app like whatever tinder yeah coffee meets bagel so with with your sense you're already starting off with a common ground right because say you both go rock climbing you meet her you know once twice a week there you go y'all have a passion for rock climbing obviously so there's already a connection there say when match it's just both people swipe right yeah and that's it that's that either they thought you're cute or they thought your dog was cute or something in your description <laughs> oh. was interesting yeah so covid uh, does play a huge part because like you can't go out yeah. there but, like yeah. do activities that you want go meet mm -hmm. playing magic the gathering or some shit like that yeah because that's what i always do i always play magic the gathering <laughs> um before covid <laughs> um i can't do that anymore yep yeah, the pandemic right, I'm, I'm that logging away. off the podcast now. Totally attacked right now. This is messed up. Dragon Ball Z cards, whatever. Right. All right, it's been nice knowing you. Me and Cassie got married in November, and I'll see y'all later. <laughs> well, y'all got married? Yes. Kidding. Kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, bro! I will say I freaked the heck out because I thought I missed the wedding. And I was so sad and upset with myself because like there's it's not in the calendar. I don't remember saving anything. <laughs> How could I have missed this situation to go on a trip to I think Chicago as like a vacation? So I was like oh, I was so upset with myself. And then <laughs> I had like, I think CS was trolling me. I think uh, Maddie was joining in with the troll. I was like oh man I messed up. I messed. Well, that up. shows how much you care about me, man. Dang, <laughs> true homie. Went to Chicago. Went to Chicago. <laughs> All right, so I mean, we talk about the bachelor life. Myself, you know, I've I've been single for a minute. Uh, Miko, I know you've been too. Um, how's it been going with you? And now is it more sense of being a little picky with what you want, or is let it me more, answer. Uh, let me answer for Miko. Okay. All right, <laughs> Miko's like my best friend, so I know. I know Miko's like a hopeless romantic, and he wants like he just expects it to happen with no effort put in at all. Like the perfect girl is just gonna go. He wants the, the the romance comedy movie. Yeah. Where, where's the movie girl that I'm waiting for, dude? <laughs> no, but honestly, like, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm too selfish to be in a relationship right now. Like, honestly. What does that even mean? I, I just I just want to do my own stuff. 
Like, if I have to, like, worry about someone else's stuff, I'm just like, hmm. I don't know, man. I I don't have a job right now either, so it's like, I don't want to put someone kind of in that situation. Uh-huh. Also, because, like, being unemployed, yeah. you don't have unlimited funds, so you can't do... How's he going to impress girl and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not going to be able to, like, take her out on a date or, like, mm-hmm. impress her until he, like, finds something. Yeah, so, like, that's, like, also part of my selfishness, I guess. I, I don't want to... I don't want to do that to somebody. So, I kind of just chill. I think I'm trying to find myself before I go into a relationship. Hey, we're getting deep yeah. here. Oh, that's oh, okay. Up. That's Yeah, that's straight. I mean, you, you yeah. can't really... You gotta figure out yourself before you can figure out somebody else. Yeah. Unless you find someone that helps you find yourself. That's true, too. Yeah, dude. I'm just saying, Justin Timberlake once said, it's like you're a mirror. Dang. <laughs> I'm just now understanding this song, everybody. So that's what that song meant. Oh, my gosh. Like, for wow. me, when, before I met Cassie, I felt like I was just, like, fucking boring. Just at home, going to work. Playing Magic. I don't think I played Magic then. <laughs> you played Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> oh, Get it right, loser. Oh, sorry, everybody. Fucking Dark Arm Dragon deck. God, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Are you a virgin? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jude makes, make, Jude makes a good point. Jude makes a good point. Um, now, nah, Miko, you should, you should just open yourself up a little bit more, man. Even to just dating initially like it doesn't have to be serious you know you don't have to look for the one and only you know it you was very fortunate before i was like a hopeless romantic and i was like i would be infatuated with someone for no reason like yeah ignore their red flags but i think now as i got older and i observed other people's relationships i i realized that for me i'm too selfish a person right now but I think uh, in the long run, in my future, I could probably... It's not like I'm not looking, but it's like... We just need the Vegas Miko, dude. He's so confident. Like, I'll get oh. any girl up in this club no matter <laughs> what. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I was about to fight people, dude. I was like, hey, my friend's got my back anyways, dude. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I think... What was I saying? <laughs> this man thought about Vegas and forgot everything. Dude. Now you're saying based off the based off the experiences that you've oh, seen yeah. from friends' relationships that you've yeah, begun like, to realize things. Like I, I'm, I just want to play video games sometimes and yeah. chill at home. And like I, like as an introvert, I'm kind of just comfortable at home. I guess you're a homebody. Yeah, I can I can understand that. That's just that's me too. That could be put into the fact just for not just for relationships, but just for becoming an adult. Like you're gonna have to start doing adult shit. Like you know what I'm saying? It's the inevitable. Yeah, it's the inevitable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would love to just fucking play all day and go back to the Yu-Gi-Oh store and stuff, but it's time to grow <laughs> There's up. Yu-Gi-Oh so. store. <laughs> no, but I mean, I understand what you're saying, Miko, completely. Um, at the same time, on the other side of the coin, I feel like with with dating with relationships you you gain these experiences 
whether they're even bad or sad experiences, you, you gain lessons from them. So the next time as you move forward, you see someone else, um, you learn to think like, okay, this, you know, I've, I've seen this before. I got to move on from this. Or you see the opposite side of a bad situation. And you're like, okay, you know what? She's, 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 she's treating me the way that, uh, you know, a past person didn't treat me. Mm. With with that, it's I I think it's a lot of a lot of uh, experimenting, you know, kind of figuring out what you like, what you don't like, things that you were willing to sacrifice at one point with with somebody, but realize like you know what well, that that wasn't even worth it. It's mm. like learning your boundaries, right? Yeah, that's what I think. That's what you're saying. Is, yeah, yeah, know your boundaries too, because there's things where you can kind of gray area it, but there's certain things it's like no, like if this is a, all else fails, this is a no. It's almost yeah. like like red, what are deal breakers or what are red flags like? Yep, yep. Just skinning that experience, and uh, you know you don't want people to strip away your own your own character. Yeah. And I feel just putting yourself out there because I know everyone is scared of rejection, but yeah. I know CS has gone to the point like fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like it's I, I know at the end of the day. A stranger saying no to you, and yeah, it's, it's what, not gonna, what happens. Yeah. Maybe you'll feel like shit in that moment, but you're not going to remember it the next day. Unless she stands you up on a date or something. Then I think it makes you stronger mentally. Yeah. It hardens you a little bit. Yeah. I mean, in in a good way, not like... No, I think I think rejection is important, honestly. So have you, have you tried any, like, those coffee meat bagels or Tinder... Uh, I mean, I, before the pandemic, yeah, like Tinder, but nothing really came from that. Uh, those sites are hard. I I, I did that. Like, yeah, those sites are hard, and also going mm-hmm. off like no no info besides a paragraph and yeah. a picture. Yeah, it's very um, surface level. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is that's why I never really liked those things. Like how do you? It does, it does work though. I've known a few people who've actually gone. Yeah, married. there's yeah. Uh, Clive and Lauren. They have a friend that got married because they met off coffee meets. Oh, shit. So. I thought you were about to say Clive and Lauren met. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! But how many people like did they swipe right on or left on? That's the thing. Yeah, it's like I it's not like... like I don't know. Like so, like you know, Tinder. Like you swipe. Was it you swipe right if you like him? Right. Yes. And then left. So, like, would it would it bother you if you're like if you're like the 300th person that they've swiped right on, and it just so happened that you guys made a match? Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean that's that's what dating apps are, especially for girls. It's you're competing against all these other guys that you have no idea about, because you know girls essentially match with way more than guys do, just in general. Mm. Yeah, so, I guess that's true. It's 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 always making a good first impression, you know, because you you can match with a girl and just saying, hey, what's up? You know, I'm sure she gets lots of those. So it's it's all about saying and that that's that's what makes it more difficult too with these dating apps. It's because you can't essentially showcase your personality unless they continue to respond to you. Which rarely happens. It probably feels as off like you said, though. Yeah. Because I remember that's that's kind of what I did at one point. And then that's actually how I met uh, one of my exes on Coffee Meets Bagel. 
But I also ended up dating her for two and a half years. So it is hard, though. You got to be witty. You got to try to do all this. Also, they are probably already getting a million messages at once. You just got to be the guy that's not going to be like, hey, send me a nude. Hmm. Some, some, some <laughs> stupid. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that's yeah. Like, almost bare minimum. Hey, don't be a creep. And then, like, do say more than just hey. But two years—that's that's a good—that's a good amount—that's a good chunk of time. Yeah, there you go. I think that's why so, I mean relationship. It works for it, it can work. You said that was like your longest relationship. That was my longest relationship. Okay. Weren't you also in a long distance relationship? Yeah, same girl. How was that? Long distance. Yeah. I would say you. It was hard for me. I'm sure it was hard for both of us. Um, I'm going to shamelessly plug this book. It's called The Five Love Languages. So if you read that, you know, you, uh, I'm more of a physical touch to understand that I'm loved. So like, if you got to hold my hand, you got to you know hug me, um, whatever. And that's what registers love to me. So it was hard doing that long distance. Mm, okay. And then you have to yeah. be good at planning. Oh, yeah. You have to be right. pretty flexible. Yeah, because John, you did long distance too, right? Yeah, I did it. I did it twice. Yeah. It sucks. So like, I <laughs> the the first time was it's like in college. So there's there's just no way, but we gave it a try. Yeah. Because we, we I went to school with Dallas and she went to Austin and we would try to like plan these weekends. We'd meet up and then you know just over the months it just we get. Like plans, like come, like unexpected plans would come up where we couldn't see each other. So then we'd be like, okay, we'll just see each other next time. It just keeps going that way until it just gets tiring to the point where that it's not going to work out. Like at during that time, I thought that maybe we could make it work because I was naive and young. But now, now looking back, I was, I mean, it was a good experience, but at the same time, I it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, and then like, you were, you know, you were turning a, a blind eye to it, even though it was happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what you do when you're in a relationship, especially like you're kind of still in the honeymoon phase. You, you kind of want to make it do whatever you can to make it work. If you're like really into that person. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was that way, but at the end of the day, it didn't work out, but you know, it were, it's, it was for the better. And then, like with Ashley, it was it was a different um, experience altogether because we were together. Like she lived down the street, and we were together for like three years before we did a long distance. So we were pretty established. And I knew, like, even before I went to California, I was like, "I'm I'm in this. Where I'm going to keep trying. If you are, and." I'm not going to leave unless you're comfortable with how we are. And she said, yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable. And she, we, we came up, we came with an agreement that it was just going to be a temporary thing that I had to do at that point in my life. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it worked out It made us stronger. I think our relationship stronger. And you still do long distance from time to time. I mean, it's not really, it's like a, a week at a time. Yeah. But like she's she's okay with it. Like she she doesn't freak out or anything. 
Like if yeah, I mean y'all y'all were apart for so long before that. So what's what's a week, right? Yeah, at that point. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> pretty much like we've been here before. That's child's play. Yeah, make it two weeks, John. Play. Get your ass out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> Damn, I need some me time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I'm like, as much as I hate long distance relationships, if you can make it work with that person, then that person is like, your relationship is going to be rock solid. There's like nothing that can, that can happen that will break it. Or I don't know what I'm trying to say. It takes a lot of trust and like a lot of these other versions to make a long distance relationship work. It's the consistency the <clears throat> the trust right you got to make sure that even though this person is going to go party with this person this weekend blah blah blah, blah you got to trust that this person or your significant other ain't going to do nothing stupid right yeah 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 and that does make it stronger because that does prove a lot because when you're without in you're without absence or you're in absence of your significant other you can kind of get away with a lot of things but do you want as bad to? as that sounds yeah but yeah that, it's like that- but do you want to? No, because I love so and so. Yep. I can understand this. <laughs> Jeez, man, I was. Did you ever like set up a date uh, via FaceTime? Yeah, all the time. Like oh. every, like whenever she's off, we would just be on Skype and we would watch movies. Oh my! No, but I mean, what I meant was, did you force her to go to Olive Garden and you went to Olive Garden and? <laughs> Oh, what? No, we didn't, we didn't go that far. I did. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait. So you have to explain this. Okay, so I was like, "Hey, let me take you out to dinner," and it's like, "What are you talking about? Like, I need you to save this day for me." Blah blah blah, and then put it on the calendar. Since and then I'm gonna Facetime you. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to Olive Garden at 7:30 at this location. I have a reservation for you. Right, boom! You show up. I show up in my Olive Garden, and then we Facetime each other. Like we're sitting on opposite sides of the booth with headphones on. So then we would order, and then we have a conversation. And then it's like we're just in our heads at the Olive Garden together. That's hey, cute. You're a, you're a player, dude. That's, yeah. that's actually pretty slick and so pretty that's, smart. That's, that's Disney movie type <laughs> shit right there. But why Olive Garden, dude? That was her favorite spot in the whole wide world, oh, man. And so it was What's just. Olive Garden? It's okay. I had it kind of recently. Hey, red flag, dude. Red flag. Oh. <laughs> hey, Olive Garden. Olive Garden. That's authentic Italian, right? I'm just kidding. It's very good. It's good, but it's like that one girl that's like, "Hey, I love sushi." Gets a California roll. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's what we would do or uh, movie nights, just like you said, but it'd be more ready. One, two, three, play. And then we'd, I'd send her cookies and she'd be like, hey, look, eat these while we watch this movie or blah, 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 blah. So it'd be like mm-hmm. care packages. It's like, you can use this while we watch this movie. Wow. You did it. You did a lot more than I did. Good stuff. Yeah. Wait, how long was John and Wesley? It's long distance. I might here. Mine was a year. I left. I came. I went to California at New Year's. I was there for New Year's Eve until. Oh, it was a year and a half. I was there till May of 2019. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Wesley? 
Dang, but that's hard though, John. You had the whole time change. It would be like 10 o'clock here, 8 o'clock over mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah. But she was also night shift, so it wasn't like... Oh, okay, it wasn't too bad. That bad. Yeah. What were we saying, Amigo? How long was your long-distance relationship? Uh, one year. Dang. So Long time. <laughs> long time. Dude, making new date strategies. You got to make it work, man. You got you to gotta think of it as if she was right here. We got technology. Why not use it? All right? It's, it's just like going to what, what we were talking about earlier. You kind of just... You don't want to get just nuance, just FaceTime. I'm not no capping on you, John, but you don't want to just get in that same nuance. Okay, yeah, let's hop on FaceTime and then movie every single time, right? Or have a conversation because it does it does get boring. So you want to make sure you kind of keep it lively and introduce new things. Well, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but you also have to take into account about like I'm an introvert and we're both homebodies. So I know if I would suggest that Olive Garden idea, yeah. she wouldn't do it. She would be like, heck yeah. no. Why are you lame? Like, why can't I just stay at home? Can we just yeah. eat spaghetti? <laughs> you make spaghetti, I make spaghetti. Is that why your previous relationship ended, Wes? Because of the long distance thing? Or did that play a factor? Uh, Kind of, not really. All right, let's not get into it. Sorry. No, we can talk about it. It's just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. No, and it sounded could- like no. <laughs> No, it was because she went out to a place on a mission. And when she got to Chicago, it was like, this was your dream, girl. Like, why are you willing to give that up to come back here? No, like, we're not going to let that happen. And you're not moving back here when your dreams are about to happen. That's silly. So then we broke up. This guy's like the freaking Disney prince, man. (laughs) Olive Garden and talking like that. Oh my god! Oh, dude, I can't let Cassie hear this podcast. <laughs> Shoot, just kidding. So, are there are there any like deal breakers or like red flags that you see in relationship that are just like major turnoffs? I'm, I'm asking anybody in general. It would it would have to be something that's where the other person isn't willing to give much it's pretty much micromanaging like it has to be this way i've because i dated someone for a while that was like this where it's it it was it had to be her way or it's it's not happening or, or we're getting in a fight or argument so oh that's there, 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 there has to be some type of give and take like even if i'm the one that's giving more you know there still has to be some sacrifice from the other side mm, yeah that's that sucks I think one of my big red flags are if they're not close to their family. I feel like since for me, family is kind of important. Yeah, you have a big family. That's yeah. true. And close family too. If they're Very not tight. able to get close to their own family. Like, how are they going to get close to my family? That's a whole bunch of stipulations. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah what is stipulation of that too? Because Cassie's not close to her family that much because they kind of like didn't. It's a long story, but like they didn't raise her well. But I well, guess her family is her kids too, though. So she's super close to her kids. Yeah, she's so, super yeah. close to her kids. So, like, I can tell that Cassie's a good mom. So there's no. Okay, you're invited to Vegas again. <laughs> <laughs> well, jump piggyback in the stipulation. What if it? What if? What if she gets close to like your sisters? I mean, like, 
I think I think my sisters understand that this person is not if this person is not the one then they'll understand that it's me or I'm more important than whoever I'm dating. Wait, what? Oh no, like you know. Or wait, are you asking if like my sister gets close to a girlfriend and then we have to break up? Yeah, so cuz you're saying like what if your your major turnoff is if the girl wasn't close to her family? And I was just, I was asking like, what if the girl got close to your family, even if she's not like close to hers? Oh yeah. Like, she... I mean, it's just a red flag, honestly. <laughs> it's not I like it's it's her own. no, no family means no Miko, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ain't you ain't getting a little Miko. That shit is what, Miko. Go ahead, say Teeny it. tiny Miko, dude. <laughs> well, I don't want to sound judgmental, but mine is maybe like cigarette smoke because it kind of stinks. Okay, okay. And nothing wrong with that. So if Cassie smoked, would you make her quit? Like when you no. when you first started dating, would you would you still date her? If, even I don't if know she if smoked? we would even get to that point if she was just like smoking it up. What if you told her, I'm not, I, don't, I don't like you smoking? Yeah, and she'll she... probably quit. Oh, if the feelings okay. are strong enough. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. But if if she was just if Jude was just some other guy, you'd be like, "Who the fuck?" I know. You <laughs> tell me to stop smoking. <laughs> Jude goes up to random girls at bars, and be like, "Hey, can you stop smoking?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like that shit. Oh, you know, funny story. So we were at a bar, and then Clive was just went outside, and he like lit one up, and this drunk girl comes up to him. Takes a cig- lit cigarette and throws it oh, on the floor. Oh my god, I remember this. Oh, I was and there. For that. And she, she was like, I'm a nurse and that's bad. And then she <laughs> walks away. And then Clive's like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was over at Spotlight. Yeah. That was funny. Wait, how long ago was this? this I remember was, it. This was years ago. This is when I still lived in Houston. Yeah, that was the pickup line right there, dude. <laughs> that was Jude in a girl's outfit. <laughs> oh. oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, I think that kind of wraps things up. That was a that was a good conversation. Yeah, I just I just wanted to leave you guys with some wise words. I'm pretty sure I made this up. I just wanted to let y'all know that any girl can be swept off her feet. You just got to find the right broom. Damn. Oh. Oh. Take a Teacher shot, dad. I, Number one dad have- out here. I definitely made that up. So hey, share the Facebook right now, CS dude. You're gonna get <laughs> DM. <laughs> Just don't, don't, don't Google that quote. Don't even right. bother. But the single I'm ladies meet up at Spotlight once Merrill has his second vaccine, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh, Hit me up yeah. at our Twitter page at BroLogic.com. <laughs> Two words, ladies. Two words. Six feet. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you all next time. Alright. Let's do that six feet.